Hello and welcome to another APW Property Podcast. Today we're just going to have a quick look at a frequently asked question uh, that APW gets. And the question is, I've got Callum with me to answer it. Uh, the question is, can I get a mortgage as an expat? Oh, that's a tricky one. I mean, you hear all sorts out here in, in Asia and when you're traveling here in the Middle East and there's a lot of um, a lot of people think you can't. A lot of people think you need a 50% deposit. Some people think you need a 5% deposit. But the short answer is yes, you can. It's very easy and um, pretty straightforward, to be fair. Okay. Well, that's it. That's uh, that's our podcast for today. <laughs> can you? That's the frequently asked question. Can you get a mortgage as an expat? Yes, you can. Okay. Well, let's uh, di- dive into the detail a little bit more than that. Um, so what what, it, what sort of deposit do you need? Is it much difficult? Is it much harder? Do you need to go to specialist lenders? What what's the process? Look, I think the key, you know, to to answer some of the simple, you know, the simple aspects, twenty to thirty percent deposit. If you can put a forty percent deposit, you'll probably get a better rate. The key is to just work with a broker, and I think like people, you know, they hear the word broker, and they they think, oh God, someone's going to try and take my money or whatever. But a mortgage broker will only charge you a fee if they, you know, place a mortgage application for you. And for the amount of work they do, it's pretty reasonable at, you know, four to 800 quid normally. And even if you don't work with them, you can speak to them and they can tell you all about this sort of stuff. But a good broker knows who to put your application with. He knows what sort of lenders are likely to approve it or what sort of lenders like working with people in your situation, people in Qatar, people in Singapore, people in Dubai, people looking at new builds, people looking at secondhand stocks. So they know all about it. You know, is your loan £100,000? Is it over £500,000? Well, they know the lenders that like that sort of stuff. So work with someone that knows what they're doing and they'll make it very pain-free for you. But some of the lenders that, as a rule, they will be working with, the expat lenders are people like Skipton's Building Society, NatWest Offshore, HSBC Offshore, uh, Gatehouse Bank, which is Shariah compliant. You've got Dudley Building Society, Bank of China, Al Ryan Bank. You know, there's heaps of them out there, heaps and heaps. So it's uh, it is pretty pretty straightforward, to be fair. Yes, yeah, so the mortgage market is fairly complex in the UK, and you've got sort of the banks and building societies do have you know special deals they grab a pot of money and they sort of say well here's a special deal on this pot of money and when it runs out that's it that deal's gone so that's as you say mortgage brokers are the people who are keeping their eye on the market uh, and that's just in the UK when you go to a global market it's even more complicated so yeah working with a broker is a very good idea and they'll probably save you their fee on getting you a slightly better rate than you would have found with your own researches different ways of doing it it depends on your own personal circumstances uh we've done several podcasts you've got um online articles as well about this how to apply for mortgages and the difference between a residential mortgage which is for your own personal use and a buy-to-let mortgage which is a slightly different market comes with slightly different rates and usually the amount you can borrow is based on the rent that you can achieve for a property Mm-hmm. And they don't go into your per- personal circumstances quite as much. They'll still want to see your income and some of the income, but it's less onerous and less rigorous than the residential market. Uh, so those are the 
short answers. Anything else you want to add? That's you it. I mean, been I... Help, you must have been helping loads of people with mortgages. Yeah, we do. We do heaps of it. You know, I think it's it's uh, it's actually easier in a lot of instances to get a buy to let mortgage because it's all about the property and will it uh, will it wash its own face with a stress test of one hundred and forty or one hundred and fifty percent. So that is, if the mortgage rate went up by that much, would uh, would it still pay pay itself? So that's all the bank is really interested in. You so so that stress test just to explain it a little bit more. That's the banks when you apply for a mortgage, they apply a test which is what if the interest rates go up by another half or go up by a couple of percentage points? Uh, does the rent and your own personal income? Can you still afford the mortgage? That's the stress test that they're applying. They uh, they're not required to do it, which they were until quite recently. There was an actual obligation to do a stress test, uh, but now the obligation is part of their general banking code that they have to to make sure that the lending is sensible. Um, so yeah, that's the stress test that they apply. Yeah, that's it, and that all came in off the back of you know the GFC two thousand seven two thousand and eight. So. It's you know it's a good thing to have and it's still quite old school the offshore market so you're often dealing with people in banks not you know it, there's more flexibility if you know in the UK it's a case of computer says no and then it just doesn't happen whereas in the offshore market you are still dealing with people in the offshore branches so you can sort of speak to someone and not argue your case but humanize yourself so it's uh, it's it's easy easier i think you need as a rule of thumb three months pay slips bank statements proof of address passport copy and that's usually enough to kick you off proof of funds and with that and with the type of property you're looking at you can speak to a broker and they can give you indicative rates uh, which are starting to come down now as of recording this in january so yeah it's uh don't worry don't be stressed it's not a big scary thing. It's pretty simple to do if you, you know, working with the right people. If you need a hand with it, or you want us to put you in touch with our people, please reach out to us. We can help you do that, and hopefully you'll see it's not as difficult as you once thought it was. Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, GFC that you mentioned there. Um, uh, I was wondering whether that was Gillingham Football Club, but I think you meant global financial crash of two thousand and eight. But uh, yeah, so. Do have a look with a mortgage broker. APW can recommend several to you. Uh, once you get your agreement in principle uh, with a mortgage company or a lender, uh, that's a very good thing to have because it puts you in a good position to start making offers and to start really exploring property. That's a that's a key point, isn't it? For sure, yeah. You should have, you know, if you're starting to think about offering, you've done your your maths, you know what your target price point is, so you know what your deposit is, you know the type of property you can buy get a decision in principle for the parameters of that. And then, you know, you can offer on stuff straight away and you won't be hamstrung by needing to get a mortgage. So your offer will have more weight. So yeah, it's, that's a, it's a good thing to do and that's free. You know, you can get a decision in principle or a, yeah, a decision in principle free of charge, you know, so it's, it's easy and worthwhile doing for sure. So there's the frequently asked question. Can I get a mortgage as an expat? And the answer is... Yes, you can. Okay, well, that's it for today. Uh, just a short and sweet one. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Callum. Thanks, Paul. Uh, thanks to Emma Holton from Brilliant Audio. 
My name is Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day.